Hi there, and welcome back to the podcast of ideas from Academy of Ideas. I am Jacob Reynolds, and this time on the podcast, we have a short and sweet episode where I sat down with one of the students embroiled in the latest cancel culture controversy on campus. As many of you will know, our director Claire Fox hit the headlines this week after a planned event at Royal Holloway University was cancelled following pressure from the students' union there. The ostensible reason was supposedly hateful tweets from Claire, in this case her retweeting a joke from Ricky Gervais about trans people. Such cancellations are of course nothing new, but we wanted to get a view of how these issues actually play out on campus behind the scenes, so I was delighted to have a chance to talk with one of the former organisers at the debating society from which Claire was disinvited. Omar Mohammed is a student uh, at Royal Holloway University. He's the former Speaker of the House for the Royal Holloway Debating Society. He's a TEDx speaker coordinator, and I'm pleased to say is a former Academy of Ideas intern. We sat down to discuss the controversy and what students on campus might do about it. So Omar, thanks so much for joining me. We're really delighted to get a chance to kind of talk to uh, you and your perspective right from the inside of this, these kind of kind of crazy events that have been uh, uncovered and people are now discussing uh, quite a lot. Um, many of our listeners might have read uh, the articles in the Telegraph or the Times or something, but could you just kind of introduce yourself, tell us the role you've played um, in this cancellation and kind of how, how, it, how it all came about for you? Thanks, Jacob, for having me here. So I was the a former Royal Holloway Debating Society Speaker of the House and the person who decided to invite Claire Fox to come to talk at Royal Holloway. I'm also the TEDx Royal Holloway Speaker Coordinator. So extracurricular activities mainly involve, you know, I'm talking of speakers and trying to invite speakers with different views to come on campuses. So, uh, and this was something that especially hit me to the heart when uh, their student union pressured Deb Sox cancelled the event. Now, I'm sure you're asking for me to give a, a timeline of what happened. So normally around January, me and the other members of the committee felt it would have been a very good idea to invite Claire, especially as she's your archetypal, perfect debater, House of Lords member, and director of Academy of Ideas, journalist for God knows how long. And we felt she has a lot of things to tell our students and and benefit them and really tell them what it means to uh, debate and discuss ideas and be a better person, really, especially within the realms of free speech and ideas. Uh, the student union who at first after their risk assessment was done was totally fine with their event and in their words was no evidence of a sustained history of hate speech. Now, like it's been mentioned in the article uh, and the absurd bit of it with the Ricky Gervais tweets, <laughs> which we found, which still to this day, I can't comprehend it after being in the situation for so long. And I guess I thought the situation could really be summed up is if you're against their side of the culture wars and you disagree with their views on especially marginalized communities, you're deemed as an enemy and someone who hates those people rather than someone who just has a pure disagreement with them. Yeah, so that that's interesting, and it's also especially interesting that you note that even before uh, the cancellation happened, there was already this policy in place where if you had been deemed to have a kind of, as you say, a history of 
of hateful views or, or a history of hate speech or something, then that would already, even before the kind of the, the next stages of it, that would have been enough to have you cancelled. And I think uh, this is kind of widespread behaviour on university campuses and this these kind of tests are, are very much designed to stop people uh, from even trying to invite uh, uh, certain speakers on campus. But I mean, in the reporting of the of the kind of events as as I've read them, one of the things that isn't really clear is exactly what happened in order to put pressure on your group to no longer be able to invite them. So in some of the articles that said there was a kind of campaign of bullying and harassment against the group. And but this all sounded a bit vague to me. Could you tell us kind of in more precise detail exactly what were the students you need doing to kind of make sure that you didn't go ahead with the event? Perfect. So one thing that was not mentioned in all those articles, mainly because it is kind of hard to mention, it was um, the verbal communication that we did have with the student union. So within our meetings with members of the student union, the vice president and the student opportunities manager, the general uh, consensus on their part was first they didn't want their event and they disagreed with the views Claire Fox had. And I do remember after our meetings, a lot of the committee members felt definitely pressured and dare I say bullied to cancel the event, especially from the supposed backlash that came from having Blair Fox. So we had members from the student and he felt, he felt very clear that they didn't really want to do this event and kept on reinforcing this idea that there will be trouble if she comes, which is something that still I feel very conf uh, confused about. Because if you see Claire in person, she's a, not someone like, you know, Charles Bronson, where uh, you wouldn't really want to be next to. So it was more because Claire disagreed with their ideas, especially when it came to the trans community, they deemed her an enemy and deemed uh, someone by whatever, um, whatever outcome should not come onto this. One way they did do that was reinforce this idea of trouble. And also as the Beta Society being part of the student union, knowing that there will be consequences of her uh, being on the, on the campus, which was one of the reasons why the committee decided to cancel the event so there wouldn't be that much bad blood between the society and the student union. So to, to get that right then, because that's very, very interesting. And so you're saying there were kind of two prongs to the attack. One of them was mm -hmm. that they were kind of holding over you the threat of disorder or chaos or some disturbances, which I, if it's if it's anything like the kind of things that I've experienced in the past, on the you know, on the one hand, they're saying, oh, there might be these other people who will cause trouble. But you also know that maybe they know some of the people who might turn up and cause trouble. And so in a way, it's kind of it's a it's a direct threat in a way from them that, oh, there'll be trouble. But what they mean is we know some people who may well come along and cause some trouble if you don't kind of back off. And then the second prong was there's being a part of the students union, you rely on the students union for maybe some funding or to be able to book rooms or those kind of things. And there was a kind of implicit threat that if you went ahead with the event, then the students union might might kind of sever ties with the debating society. Is that correct? Yeah, so there was definitely those implicit threats. And especially as uh, I'm not proud to say, but the base society has gone through controversies over the last couple of years. So before my tenure, we invited, it was a Labour MP, he, where it did, you know, hit the news for a bit and and there were repercussions because of that. And we did have one committee member, he went for it. So there were a lot of people quite hesitant to go over it again, uh, where this was a bit of a disagreement I had with the committee itself. Hence why, you know, I'm not formally part of the committee right now, where I thought freedom of speech should be fought for regardless of the consequences. And this is something important, especially someone 
a Latin is a respected member of society and his views deserve to be heard from the students. And especially we're seeing right now on, you know, the other social media platforms, Twitter, et cetera, where people would have loved to have her on the campus and talk to them. Yeah, well, I'm sure there are also people that disagree with Claire being a respected member of society. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but the I, I guess it's interesting that in that respect. Do you think maybe that some student society should consider disaffiliating themselves from the student union so that they're not kind of subject to these kind of pressures? And is that something that was discussed at the debating society? I mean, I left the debate society before um, all those, before I could have those conversations uh, with the guys in those committees. But something with my work in other societies, that was definitely a problem that we did raise, where especially, you know, working with TEDx, where, you know, freedom of speech is a must for us. We need to have the autonomy to invite the speakers we would like. So the affiliating was definitely part of the conversation. And I do think after the backlash, it's going to be a conversation with more uh, societies, not only in Royal Holloway, but across the country, because this is not a problem exclusive to Royal Holloway. This is a problem that goes throughout all of Great Britain and also other western nations yeah that's that's very true and i mean did, did when this was going on was there a particular mood on campus did you get any support from uh people in the kind of battles with the students union or was there a kind of campaign of silence so tell me about how this played out a little bit amongst the kind of friends and groups associated and kind of groups of people associated with the debating society honestly uh after the cancellation was announced by debating society one thing that really surprised me was the amount of uh, love that we got uh Actually, sure. First, it kind of started with pain where people put the blame on the Basin Society, where the Basin Society did formally cancel it, not knowing that there was a lot of pressure from the student union, where people were upset from the cancellation. But after talking to people, it's more uh, people were more on the side of, you know, Claire Fox and the Basin Society, where free speech should be heard and pressure should not be coming from the student union, especially a, a union that's supposed to be impartial in these regards and supposed to respect all sides of the debate. And it's even funny that uh, one member from the student union actually uh, told me that he was against the cancellation from that he's or against the pressure that his peers put on to debate in society. Yeah, this is something that people will be familiar with, I think, if they've ever gone through this situation themselves, is that suddenly and only after the event do people speak up and kind of find their voices. And we need to really find a way to make people feel confident to say these things uh, from the outset. I mean, what, one maybe kind of tougher question for you, as it were, is... I mean, do you think the debating society should have just held firm? Was there a could they have just gone ahead with it and said, kind of, students' union be damned? But do this? Did they need to be a little bit more ro robust in standing up to the students' union? What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I definitely think the debating society should have been more firm. That was my position that uh, we should have fought this until the end, until the student union said enough is enough, and this talk needs to be cancelled. Obviously, there was disagreement between me and the other committee members, who their consensus was. First of all, they didn't want to repeat the past mistakes of previous um, debate and society committees, and also they didn't want to have the bad blood between the student union, as you know, dependent on funding and dependent on all these other activities that the student union uh, do provides. But again, freedom of speech for me, especially comes first before that. And this is something that if we don't fight, then there's definitely um, unintended consequences. What happens next time when a future debate society committee wants to invite a speaker or any other society across the country? And, you know, some people feel offended. Should that talk be cancelled? Should people be deprived of hearing those voices? That's one of the reasons why I felt was very important um, to talk about the situation and complain about the situation so more people hear about it and more people have know that there is a space where they can complain and make sure that 
the voices that they want to hear are also heard. This was all very ironic, wasn't it? Because the news broke just at the time when Claire was uh, advocating in the Lords to try and put back in some of the measures to the uh, freedom of speech bill that was going through related to freedom of speech on university campuses. Um, And she was trying to put in stronger measures to allow people who'd been kind of cancelled on university campuses to have a a form of actual kind of legal redress. Uh, So what's your take on that bill? Because I know it's a controversial bill. Some people say that we shouldn't get the law involved in these matters of kind of free speech and that the law should stay out of it. But what's your take on that? Do you think a protection like the one that Claire was actually advocating for might have uh, encouraged the students union to kind of back off in this case i thought a better question would have happened if the law is in place what would have what differently would what else would have happened i thought the student union wouldn't have been tempted to cancel the talk as the repercussions would have been there and that's something that i thought should be in place where uh, students and societies need to know that there is people or institutions that are there to protect them or to stop them from this kind of uh, quasi-totalitarian regime of student unions, where if you disagree with our progressive liberals' thoughts, then those voices should not be heard. Where if we did have um, the, uh, the, the higher education bill in place, that could have definitely stopped those things from happening. It's something that I do support. Uh, I mean, I guess then the last question for you, Omar, is, I mean, what's next? What are you going to be doing to carrying on kind of stirring things up on campus and making sure that there are the debates that needed to be had? So after uh, this situation with, um, you know, Royal Holloway and um, Student Union starts to die down, one thing that I do want to start fighting for and advocating for is free speech across university campuses. As like I said, again, this is not a problem only exclusive to Royal Holloway is a problem all across the country. And I do think that whether it's a student from Edinburgh, Exeter, Oxford, or whatever other university we can name, should know that if they want to invite a speaker that they feel would cause a net positive to the students of their university, they should know that there is someone there to help them and someone there to guide them and show them the way. I hope that when students across the country um, look back at this take, they can see that they should fight up for this and know that there are people to support them with these issues and not to be scared of the pressure that student unions can do. That's exactly right, Omar. I think it's very important that people know that even though the kind of experience might feel a little bit lonely or threatening, that there are other people always on campus who will kind of share your views. And it really is the, the important thing to do is to try and go out there, make the case publicly for free speech. And then you'll see kind of what support you get. And if anybody's prepared to stand alongside you, that sounds like the right approach to me. So, well, thanks so much for taking the time for this quick chat, Omar. I think it's going to be very interesting for our listeners. And we hope that you'll kind of keep us updated on what's happening next and the the next hopefully somewhat controversial event you organize on campus. Hopefully uh, will be around in some way, shape or form. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you for having me here.